your source for awesome things to do and see in the great state of Oklahoma, along with helpful real estate news, tips, and information. Now, let's join our host, Realtor with EXP Realty and wannabe cowboy, Tim Dumas. Welcome to the Oklahoma Living in Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Tim Dumas with EXP Realty here in Oklahoma. My special guest today is Julia Griffin, Managing Escrow Officer of First Rate Title here in Oklahoma City. And after the interview, I will also share some real estate tips along with something that you might want to do this weekend. But right now, let's go to that interview with Julia Griffin. My special guest today is Julia Griffin. I just think the world of her. I've seen how she fights for deals, and uh, she's just great. She's the managing escrow officer for First Rate Title. So, Julia, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, well, let's start. Uh, if you would, just tell a little bit about yourself. Well, I started in mortgage back in 2000 when I graduated college, actually, and I didn't, I wasn't much of a loan officer. I'll go ahead and say that out loud right now. And then I got into title in April of 2001 and have been there ever since. I was with my first company for about 18 and a half years and have now been at first rate for nearly four years. Okay. And uh, like I said, you know, um, well, let me just explain. Last year, you and I worked on a deal together that just lawyers got involved. It was horrible. But you kept fighting for it. I was so impressed and I was so thankful. And I, I tell people, you're my favorite person to, to use for title. So I just want to put that out there. Um, so let me ask you some questions about the title company, and especially for people who don't know what they do. Can you explain a little bit what the title company does and why it's so important in the buying and selling of a home? Absolutely. So really, the title company is more of a mediator between the lenders and excuse me, the lenders and the realtors. Um, we don't really deal very much with one-on-one -on -one with the buyer or one-on-one -on -one with the seller. So we're kind of a middleman. We take care of the title work for it, making sure that everything is clear and everything is clean when we move it over to the new buyer. We prepare the warranty deed over from the seller to the buyer, and we make sure that everything on that title is clear. Now the title work can go all the way back to inception. So we do what's called abstracts here in Oklahoma and they go all the way back into inception. So you could have an abstract that's dated from 1872 and they bring it up today all the way to the current date. We gather all that information together. Our attorneys read it and then we prepare what's called a title commitment and we issue that title commitment to the agent and to the lender and it's our job to clear it and to basically get it to the table. We work directly with lenders and directly with agents. Okay. Would you share what, what a clear title, what exactly that means? Absolutely. So a clear title would be if let's just for say that the sellers have one mortgage on the property, we would be in charge of gathering that payoff and ensuring that we are paying off the correct amount at closing so that when the buyer gets the commitment or buyer obtains title to the property, um, it's free and clear of any deeds or any liens that were on there prior to them owning it. Okay. And a title commitment is what? A title commitment is 
what is produced from the abstract. So when the abstract is brought up to date with all the documents, as far as it's going to have deeds, it's going to have mortgages, it's going to have easements, it's going to have all sorts of information about the actual subject property. So we compile all of that information into a document called a title commitment. And from that, we can issue a lender's policy, which ensures the lender, and then we can issue an owner's policy that ensures the owner. It only ensures the owner from the day they purchase that property backwards in time, not anything going forward. Okay, good. So, you know, as a real estate agent, I cannot uh, tell one of my clients who to use for as far as a title company, but I, I can suggest some to pick from. So let me ask you a question. What should people be looking for when they decide which title company that they should use? Um, you know, word of good word of mouth is always a good one. Um, having referrals from other agents or other lenders that have a title company that they like to work with because they have a closer that they like to work with. They know hers or his. Uh, procedures, strategies, how they go about it, what they care the most about, which for me is the end result is getting the new buyer the keys. That That's our end goal is to put them in a house. And, and very fortunately, my job as a title company is at the end of the day, I get to hand in the keys to that new house. <laughs> and, okay. And tell me, in your opinion, also, Julia, what makes a good title company? Communication. You have to have communication or it just doesn't work. Um, returning emails, returning phone calls. I am pretty Johnny on the spot, as people have said before about my emails. Um, yes, I sit at a desk all day, but my my main goal is to maintain 100% communication with both lenders, agents, attorneys. And if the seller contacts me, then the seller or a buyer. But overall, just communication. Okay. Well, uh, I can attest that you are very fast returning emails. Sometimes I'm so surprised how quickly <laughs> that you return mine. So I, I just really appreciate your heart and your excellence and the work that you do. Uh, do you have any tips or suggestions for people who are thinking about buying or selling a home? Um, I do. When you're purchasing a home, um, please stay local and get a realtor. I can't express that enough. Um, it's no fee to the buyer, um, and they're in your side. They're on your side, so they're in, they're going up to bat for you. They are your liaison for everything as far as inspections goes, the lender goes, the title company goes, and they can become one of your very good friends. The uh, agents I've had personally over the you know last many years, let's say that I've owned a home, um, I have always stayed in contact with them, and referrals are the way to go. So that would be my piece of advice. Okay. Well, I totally agree with you. And, and, you know, like I said, you're the person that I always recommend first as far as going to is and working with the title company. And I just really appreciate all that you do. I'm going to have Julia's information and our contact information in the show notes, but um, Julia with first rate title is somebody that I really recommend. Julia, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I have thoroughly enjoyed it and let me know if you ever need anything. Julia is great, so I highly recommend them when you're choosing which title company that you're going to work with. But now I want to give you some real estate tips. When it's a competitive market sometimes, like it is now in fact, and you're not only offering a price that the sellers will accept, but you're oftentimes having to offer a price when in competition with other buyers. In these cases, you need to be willing not only to offer above the asking price most of the time, but actually over the value of the home. Now, let me go ahead and say 
talk to your realtor about this because every situation is different. So always ask the realtor that you're working with. But it really depends, as far as your offer, it really depends on how much you want the home, how much you're willing to pay over the appraised value when there's more than one offer on the home. So you can include a clause in the contract that says that says you will pay up to a certain amount over the appraised value. And by doing that, you're kind of protecting yourself. Let me give you an example. Let's say a home was listed for 200000 and your realtor tells you that there's multiple offers on the home. And you know you're going to have to up your offer if you're going to have any kind of chance at all in being in the running or getting your offer accepted by the seller. First, you need your agent to find out what the home is actually worth, what the value is, and what it's probably going to appraise for. Then you have to decide what price you're willing to pay over that appraisal value in order to beat out other offers. Again, let me stress, you talk to your own realtor because every situation is different. So one way to protect yourself from paying too much over the appraised value is to add what's called a low appraisal mitigation clause. This basically says that you as the buyer, you agree to pay up to a certain amount over the appraised value if the appraisal comes in lower than what your offer is. Uh, Let me give an example. Let's go back and use our $200,000 home that's for sale. There's not many homes on the market in our area, in the Oklahoma area, Oklahoma City area, in that price range right now. So if you see one in that price range, there's going to be a competition to try to get it. There's going to be several offers coming in. Your realtor needs to advise you of what the home is probably worth, the appraised value. And let's say they say it's about 205000 That's what you expect it to be appraised at. But you're willing to pay 225000 for the home to get the home, to beat out the other offers. If the appraisal comes in under 225000 which it probably will according to your realtor in this situation, then you're going to have to make up the difference in cash from what your offer is to what the appraisal is because your lender will base what they're doing on the appraised value. So you're going to have to come up with the cash to make the difference. Now, if you're willing to pay over the appraised value, but not more than 10,000 over the appraised value, then you need to add something like a low appraisal mitigation clause in your offer. Again, each circumstance is different. You ask your own realtor what he thinks is best and, and lean on your own realtor's advice. But here's an example of what you can do in using the low appraisal mitigation clause. Like you can write in something like this. In the event that the appraisal results in evaluation less than necessary to satisfy the lender guidelines from the proposed transaction, the buyer agrees to pay cash in an amount that will be sufficient to correct any deficiency in loan coverage or loan provisions as may be required to close the transaction at the agreed purchase price at an amount not to exceed, and then you put that amount in there. So what that means is the seller knows that you're only willing to pay a certain amount over the appraised value, no matter what you offered. And that gives you the ability to cap how much you will spend over the appraised value to get the home. Let's go back to our example. The listing is $200,000. That's the asking price. You offer $225,000 for the home, but you don't want to be more than $10,000 over the appraised value. So you put in this clause saying that your offer is $225,000, but you're only willing to pay $10,000 over the appraised value. So if the home comes in 
and appraised for 205000 then that clause will mean that your offer is now 215000 because that's 10000 over the appraised value, not 225. All right? So that's just it's a tool that you can use in your offer to give you a little safety, not to be more over the appraised value than you want to be, even if you're putting in a higher offer. So again, let me stress, you talk to your own real estate agent about that. And if you have any questions and you're not presently working with a realtor, you feel free to reach out to me anytime and I would be glad to help or at least connect you with someone in your area who can help. Let's talk about some things to do this weekend. The world famous Oki Noodling Tournament is this weekend at Wacker Park in Paul's Valley. It's a great event for the whole family featuring food vendors, kids, noodling clinic, a catfish cook-off, and catfish eating contests. There's also going to be face painting, inflatable games, and so on. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And there's going to be live music. The Eli Young Band, Kate Hasty, Shane Smith and the Saints, Gannon Freeman, and CCRB. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, that's in Paul's Valley. My name is Tim Dumas. I'm a realtor with EXP Realty. If there's anything in the world I can do for you regarding buying or selling a home, please reach out to me, 405-352-8186. Thank you again to Julia Griffin for being our guest today. And as we end, I want to leave you with this quote. Those who are careful about what they say keep themselves out of trouble. That's actually from the book of Proverbs, chapter 21, verse 23. So again, thank you for being here. Have a great day and God bless.